0: Good afternoon, and welcome to America's Heroes Group Roundtable, She Serves, She Matters. February is Black History and American Heart Month. It's February 26th, 2022. I am co-founder, Vietnam veteran, and host, Cliff Kelly. And I'm his co-host, Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith, and our digital media producer is the iconic Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. And I actually am here today. I wanted to reach out to those families that are in Ukraine. We are with you. You are with the democracy throughout the world. And whatever we can do to help you, let us, you know, we have got to be on the board to help you. And thank thank God we have a president that has some sense that's actually trying to help this situation. So today our panelist is Dr. Tiffany Worthy. Uh, PMP, West Point graduate, U.S. Army combat veteran, founder of CEO uh, of All Things Are Possible Foundation. She is also the CEO of Worthy Solutions and former mayor of Willingboro Township. Uh, She is actually here to talk about the mission, purpose, and 2022 agenda of All Things Are Possible Foundation. How are you doing, Tiffany?
1: I'm doing well. How are you? Thank you so much for having me today.
0: Great, great. So tell us, what is your mission? It sounds like you are already on the road. You got your boots on and ready to move.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. Well, you know, as a combat veteran, we have to understand what the mission is in order to know what to do, how to do and when to do it. Um, And so it was really important for me to have a mission that uh, encapsulated all the things that we feel like need to be done in our community. So our mission is to empower the youth. And to enhance the community through academics, athletics, arts, and awareness.
0: Hmm. Fantastic. That sounds like you're on that uh, whole thing about uh, you know the uh, making sure that people are focusing on the things that are pertinent for our future, right? Because we are moving into a very technologically advanced society, and we have to have that skill and that. Basic education. So I'm really, I, I think, empowering the youth with education in those arenas is uh, really, really important. Uh, so, so tell me, what, what, what How's the program run, and how, how? What what do you do with these students?
1: Absolutely. So we do offer daily services of before and after school care so that we can get as much face time with our students as possible, um, making sure that they have access to people who can help them with homework and projects. Um, So that's day-to-day. But we also offer programs on Friday evenings, and we call it Club Cool Kids. And just uh, recently we had Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated come in and host a Black History Jeopardy with the students and have pizza. Um, They got some prizes. We also were given some books of black authors and black storylines to celebrate Black History Month. And those types of engagements where students get to see members of the community come in and have real conversations with them are so important. So we have that on Friday nights. We also have an emphasis on STEAM, science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics. So we offer STEAM programs and we have an event coming up where career professionals come in and meet with the students and just talk about what their options could look like for the future. So all of our programming is all about offering lifetime experiences uh, with these youth to make impressions on them, like taking them up to West Point, uh, taking them to the Schomburg Center in Harlem, um, just making sure that they can see more than what's just in the community and have access to things farther along. Okay. That sounds, yeah,
0: that, that sounds wonderful. Yeah, it that, does. This <laughs> is <laughs> close. That's, that's, that sounds great. My goodness. Yeah. That's a <laughs> cultural experience with STEAM. Yes. <laughs> that, that, yes, right. yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that, that is wonderful, and particularly the Friday night, you know. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. It keeps them off the street and out yeah. of trouble and all oh, that kind of my stuff goodness. too. Yeah. But you're you, where are you located? You're in New Jersey, because I-
1: yes, I'm in Willingboro, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, we are exit five on the New Jersey Turnpike, and about 18 miles from Philadelphia.
0: Okay, I, I thought I loved your voice because I'm from Brooklyn originally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's always okay. good to hear East Coast voice a little bit. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but that's, uh, that's fantastic. It sure uh, is. You know, especially in that area because mm-hmm. it's a power magnet for STEAM, you know, with, the, uh, with all of the institutions over there, Brooklyn Technical High School. You have uh, Bronx Science uh, School of Science that's in, um, in, in Brooklyn and in Bronx. Bronx High School of Science so many Stuyvesant so you it's really a mecca there and you're very close to that uh in New Jersey and you also have very empower, profound institutions in New Jersey as well and the West Point I mean that is the yeah. the, the pinnacle right of uh yes. Of yes. education in that area and discipline
1: Dr. yes
0: do we have to move I, I, you know, I'm starting to think maybe I may have to. We'd <laughs> love Tiffany, to have you. Do, do, you, have, do, you have, do you have room over there for an old doctor?
1: <laughs> Absolutely, I sure oh, do. do. Okay. I sure do.
0: <laughs> so when you founded this first, how, how, how what was the conception of this? How, why did you do this? Why do you think it was so important to you?
1: You know, I wanted to recreate some of the experiences that I had growing up. Um, I grew up in Washington, D.C. I went to private school and later uh, some public schooling in D.C. public schools. Later moved out to Prince George's County, Maryland, and I had access to so many programs. I had access to the arts, recreation, access to elected officials. Um, and I know that those things helped me become the person I am today. And I said, I think it's important that I recreate some of these experiences uh, to be able to pay it forward. Um, some say, you know, well, you do it for your children. I'm doing this for my grandchildren. My daughter's gonna be fine. She's right up under me. But what about those generations that are coming up? I wanna make sure that the, the people people right around us are exposed and that we inspire them to do more, to pay it forward for each generation thereafter. So that's really what it was all about for me is recreating those experiences that I had.
0: Yeah. Cause I, you know, I was reading your uh, uh, resume and I was looking at it and I was saying, so where are the other names? It sounds like there are four people working here. Uh, <laughs> you've had so many <laughs> different things going on in your background, army officer, you know, you've uh, also, um, You know, have gone to West Point, of course. And then also, you know, it sounds like you're involved with the engineering firms and societies. How how did that come about?
1: Yes. So when I was at West Point, I I, uh, got a degree in environmental engineering. I always Mm -hmm. loved engineering. I was exposed to it early on um, in uh, middle school and high school. And I'm just a systematic analytical person by nature and so once I completed my time in the military what really fit well with me was working in engineering firms and being able to think like an engineer but do the other work that needed to be done in learning development HR and things like that and Mm -hmm. it really it just worked really well for me to use a systematic approach to whatever it is that needed to be done and the engineering firms uh, liked my approach and it's worked well for me
0: oh fantastic yeah Uh, So uh, one of the things, you're also on the uh, Williamsboro uh, Township Council. And how does that fit into things? Why do you think it's so important to be involved in, you know, the community level in these councils and being part of that system?
1: You know, I, I think that it's important to do programs like ATAP does through the nonprofit organization. But I think that for me, it was important to be able to have an impact more broadly where I can change policy, where I'm able to influence legislation um, so that you could have a broader impact where you can influence how the tax dollars are being spent. And while programming and events are nice within nonprofit organizations, we need to make sure that uh, that the broader community has access to programs. I can only serve a few hundred, maybe a thousand per year, but a school district will impact 5,500 students in my community a year. And so I just think it's important to, to be able to influence things more broadly and I think that also came from, you know, growing up in D.C., my mayor was Mayor Marion Barry, and I went yes, to school wow. with his son. Mm-hmm. And Mayor Barry was in the school. We called him Uncle Mayor Marion and Barry. And Uncle <laughs> Mayor Marion Barry would come, That's and great. we would see our, yes, he would see our Black History programs. He would come in, when we had our Honor Roll Assemblies, he was very visible, and it didn't seem like it was just unfathomable to be able to become a mayor of a large city, or to be able to serve in elected office. And so <laughs> I never was just completely like, oh, I'd never be able to do that. I just didn't know it would be in Willingboro, and I didn't know it would be at this time. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure there's anything you can't do. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like all things are possible foundation, right? <laughs> you picked the right name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's right.
0: Yeah, and, and, you know, and, and Marion Barry, I had a chance to meet him once. He's really a remarkable person. Yeah, uh, very, yes. very intelligent. Yes. <laughs> brilliant, mm-hmm. brilliant person. Yeah. Um, so uh, so how how is the East Coast doing, I mean, as far as the students? Uh, you know, tell me something about, you know, some of the success stories. I know you've already had some with this kind of pr- project, because I can't imagine having this kind of influence in your life as a child and not understanding or, you know, taking advantage of it because uh, you're exposing them to incredible things.
1: Yes, we've had students go off and join the Air Force. Uh, We've had some go to ROTC programs uh, to... One recently graduated from Norfolk State. The other one huh. is programmed to graduate to, at the end of the year. Both will be commissioning to be Army officers. Huh. Um, and we have students going into tech school. Uh, we have some that are in some arts programs in state schools within New Jersey. And then we have students who are now in high school who come back and mentor and invest their time with the younger students to help with homework and projects. And I'm really curious to see the longitudinal effect of being exposed. Uh, to things that we offer at ATAP and being able to measure the qualitative and quantitative impact in these students' lives over time.
0: Oh, fantastic. Yeah. You know, and you worried me a little bit first because you said uh, one's going to the Air Force, but then you you cleaned it up and you said two going to the Army. <laughs>
1: I, that's right, I'm, I'm, that's, I'm right. Army. that's right, that's <laughs> right.
0: That's for my uh, my uh, Air Force friends out there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but what what do you think is needed? What you know the because it sounds like you also need to fund things and make sure that you have the uh, support of the legislator, like you were saying, the legislature. Their policies need to be directed towards funding programs like this. So, wh- what is your vision for or, or your uh, ask for the future? You know, to make sure that programs like this
1: are properly funded. Yes, my ask is to remove the unnecessary barriers to funding and I understand that there are certain criteria in place to make sure that funding is not abused and misused Uh, but I have also experienced just unnecessary barriers uh, to to get the funding that's needed to continue and I think that also some of the some of the barriers are self-made locally within different municipalities where they put together uh, just barriers for no reason you know you want to get a bus stop added at an aftercare program and it's almost impossible. But if you want to get the children from school to an aftercare program, how are they supposed to get there? Um, and so there are small things that I think can be done locally. And then there are things that can be more broad, done more broadly at the county and at the state level to just remove those unnecessary barriers so that the services can be provided to those young people, especially after they turn thirteen. I mean, there's so many programs that respond to the elementary school students. But where we really have challenges is being able to access the students that are 13 and up through high school. And so we have these barriers that need to be removed for funding, access to transportation, and access to physical space so that we can provide the necessary programming for those youth. Well, it sounds as though you must be very successful doing these things. (laughs) It sounds, sounds great. What, what else do you need to tell us? Because you're great. It's fantastic. <laughs> well, you're very kind. I think that just really uh, a call for uh, people to look to see what else can be done, whether it be working with ATAP Foundation, partnering with us through funding and volunteer opportunities, or looking locally within their own communities to see how they can serve to really make sure that we are making it better for this next generation coming behind us. Um, I find often we celebrate our successes, but we don't necessarily do as much to understand what we can do to pay it forward, um, you know, for that next generation. So my ask is really partner with ATEP Foundation or local organizations and see how you can come in and read to a child or do some homework or, Fund a field trip, even um, to help these students to get what they need. Yeah,
0: how have you been? Um, you know, contending with the uh, pandemic and all that. Have you been doing virtual uh, as well? You know, sessions. Or we
1: how- have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have been open through the entire pandemic. Uh, ah. Pandemic. One of the things that uh, we did is we earned a child care license through the state of new jersey and with that child care license it allows us to stay open longer um, and not just be restricted to before and after school care and so where that really made a difference for us was when the schools were closed the students could come to us and they could go to school online so we had 35 students every day through the pandemic we were locked down together if you will quarantining together <laughs> and they come to us each day and they have their breakfast lunch snack and we'd send them home with dinner and they would be able to go online and go through their school Mm -hmm. experience together. And it really brought us together as a community uh, during that time. So we were unaffected in a sense of having to shut down. We didn't have to shut down, you know, our programming. We were just more mindful about some of the activities. We had to maintain the social distancing and, you know, lots of cleaning and sanitizing and things like that. We were very fortunate to be able to offer that virtual learning support and and employ local people to be able to take on those additional hours to do that virtual uh, learning support.
0: Oh, fantastic! That is great. <laughs> that that is really. And funny.
1: it's not easy, but we All right,
0: listen. You don't have to tell me that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, because we, because we, 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 you know, because Cliff, we, we always talk about the social determinants of health, but it sounds like you're multi you, you know, you know, first you were talking about steam and you know the educational component, but you're actually supporting these uh, these students in a much deeper way. Yeah. I mean, if you're giving them breakfast, lunch, and you know, giving them something to take home for dinner, you, you are like around the clock <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: parenting. I mean, this is uh, yes. fantastic, um, and and I'm sure they're building, you know. Um, A feeling that uh, many times, you know, especially in in poorer communities, uh, kids don't have that uh, access to those things. And many students go hungry when they go into school. They don't have. So that, uh, that looking at the social determinants of health of these kids is also a very, very powerful thing that you're doing.
1: Yes, and we're unable to do it alone. We do it along with the Food Bank of South Jersey, who's been a gracious partner uh, through this whole thing, working with the Department of Health, um, working with um, other other people who've uh, given us funding. Uh, We write so many grants. It's only February, and I've written 15 grants already, (laughs) trying to make sure that we're able to sustain the programming, yet keep the prices so affordable that, you know, there's access for anyone who's interested, and we don't end up in a situation where students have a need, parents have a need, and we can't get the funding for them. So I work very diligently to go after grant money so we're able to continue to run these programs at, you know, at low cost.
0: Yeah, because, it so- you know, it sounds like this is a, a, a national model. It really should be expanded uh, across the nation because there is such a great need. Um, you know I used to be the director for the Illinois Department of Public Health and I would have funded this thing up and down I'm hoping that people in New Jersey and New York are listening (laughs) but they need to you know make sure that you are getting the proper funding and have done you know some time with the Institute of Medicine with the CDC and all that helping with uh, different projects but uh, they need to be hearing this and seeing the results of it so um, you know I'm Really uh, praying that you get the support you need to keep this going. This can turn kids' lives around. I sure, mean, that's right. Uh, it's it's just a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, concept. And when you said thirty-five kids, I was like, "That's a classroom." My classrooms are about that's that right. size.
1: So. <laughs> 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 yes, and they were going to different schools. They're in different grades. Yeah. You know, so managing those things. But it was great. Comcast was gracious and extended our board uh, broad so that we could maintain all these different computers online and didn't charge us anything more, just came out and responded to the needs, which was, which was wonderful because it happened so suddenly. Our country, we just shut down almost overnight, and right. we had these needs that we needed to make sure we could meet to respond to our students and families.
0: Yeah, and, and those legislators out there in New Jersey and New York, listen to this. Yeah. Uh, put that money on it. <laughs> Table. Absolutely. I, you know, because yes. I know you all have it. Uh, you know, she obviously is an organizer, so they better shape up. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Yes, we certainly need the support. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, because we have we have a, you know, Cliff is the political expert. Uh, the go- We call him the governor talk radio, <laughs> so he knows yeah. what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Well, how can can people find out about your program? Do you have a website or someplace that people
1: can look look at? Absolutely. If they go online, they can go to www.ATAP. That's A-T-A-P foundation.org. So that's ATAPfoundation.org, just like all things are possible. We're also on Instagram at ATAP Foundation, and we're on Facebook at ATAP Foundation.
0: Okay, Facebook. And what was the other one, the TAP? Instagram. Oh, Instagram! Yeah, you know I'm. I'm, yes. still, I'm still trying to catch up. I'm <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Yes, for our military listeners, it's Alpha Tango Alpha Papa.
0: That's yes. it. Hey, you got <laughs> it. Foundation. You yes, got it. Yeah. She's got it. Yeah. yeah. So you know, so how, how does it uh, go? Did you ever uh, talk to the teachers? It, you know, do you ever get impressions from the teachers or? You know, uh, support letters from them because it sounds like you know when people go back into their regular school environment that you have been supercharging them. You know these kids, mm-hmm. and they they have got to see a difference in uh, their curriculum too. Uh, so you know maybe we yeah.
1: Yes. So, yes, I think uh, formalizing that support is what I need to do because we do get emails from uh, teachers, from principals, from guidance counselors saying that they can see a difference. Mm -hmm. And I think if we formalize those those emails and request letters of support, that could certainly strengthen our packets. We haven't done that yet, but that is something I certainly can take with me and and get that done. Because the emails is the casual correspondence, but Mm -hmm. I'm certain those same people would be interested in, in writing a letter.
0: Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yeah, and to put that into your little support packet.
1: <laughs> yes, yes.
0: But yeah, but I, I, I just really am uh, amazed at what you're doing. You are um, the kind of person we need in in this uh, country, and we have so many bad things going on. You know, people raiding the Capitol, and you know, <laughs> on January sixth. Oh, no. Then, it's good right. to hear a positive story, and and mm-hmm. uh, you are just doing a phenomenal, phenomenal job. And uh, so uh, we are uh, at the point where we're out of time. But, again, uh, people need to go online and look at your website, tango alpha www.atapalphatangoalphapapafoundation.org. Yes, right. <laughs> and Facebook Live and then also that Instagram. <laughs> so you got me back on. You're starting to wake up these old brain cells. So I'm starting <laughs> to learn something. <laughs> Let me just okay. tell you, you're great. Thank, thank you. Thank you you're so much, uh, Dr. Tiffany Worthy, PMP, one of the great uh, accomplishments, one of the icons in this country for what you are doing with this foundation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to be moving on, moving on to a, a next commercial break. We will be having Congressman Danny Davis on, so make sure you stay there. Don't be square. Stay here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: you.